0: Hey Mike, what, where are you, Mike?
1: I'm in my office, Aaron.
0: That's a good-looking office, Mike. Yeah, what? When did man.
1: you
0: move to a, a loft apartment in uh, some some metropolitan area?
1: Yeah, you yeah, know, I decided to move to Asheville, and uh, this is my shwanky shindig uh, downtown.
2: lot well, of nice. Natural light back there, man.
1: I try, you know, for for being eight o'clock at night. Are you Are you on the West
0: Coast? Did you move to the West Coast?
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what the Rocky Mountains. <laughs>
0: the Rocky
1: Mountains.
0: Welcome to $2 Steak, a professional wrestling podcast. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Big Mike. Yep. And Cookie. Oh, yeah. Uh, No, actually, uh, we're not all in studio today. Uh, Tolbert is at work. You will hear from him. He has a segment a little later in the show. We actually recorded it earlier today. It's a good one. I, I just have to tell you that. Uh, boys, you guys have had some busy weeks. Tell me what happened, Mike? What did you do this weekend?
1: Uh, so I met my college buddy, Rob, and his family out in the mountains, out in Nashville. Um, it's kind of nice. I, going forward, I think I'll add an extra day onto it because we did Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday morning, and kind of drove back. And it's just like just a touch too short, I think. Hmm but I got to play golf on Friday. I played well. Rob played better. Um, and uh, yeah, we navigated the whole... So it's op- places are open, but navigating the how they're doing it and all that sort of stuff proved to be a little bit more difficult than we were realizing. How so? Oh, just like, I mean, because they're all abiding by the governor's orders, but everybody's doing it a little bit different way. So like... Like we tried to go to New Belgium and like you're we supposed to reserve a time to sit at one of their tables even though they have all this big open space and then um, you know it, I don't know man it's that's all I can just say we're not like angry by it or anything like that but just trying to figure it out in order to just like get a beer some places I do have a funny story I don't know if, so we're like walking around downtown and we're hungry right I'm getting a little hangry getting a little irritated I just want to find a place to eat and so, we see this Italian restaurant that's it's just about to open. So we're like, okay, fine, we'll we'll go there and sit. Now you, you think when a restaurant opens for lunch, they're going to be open, right? right? So the the girl seats us, and uh, you know she says like, hey, we're still printing the menus, so bear with us. So at the same time, they start seating other people. And we're like, oh man, like toe tapping a little bit. It's like, turn, like, what's going on? It's like 15 minutes later, the server goes and starts talking to other people. Well, we were the first ones there, so we're like thinking about removing ourselves from the situation. We're like, all right, we'll just go somewhere else, right? And but right at that point, he comes over and he's like talking to us, and he's like one of the servers that talks your ear off. Like, doesn't <laughs> doesn't doesn't give you any any time to like even just look at the menu or anything like that. And we're just like, hey, all right, can I just get a beer? So we order four beers, 10 or 12 minutes later, we're just sitting there like, man, this is taking forever. I'm hungry. I need to eat. So I, I don't know. I feel a little bit bad about this, but I also think it makes me like, it was one of those situations where I, I figured out that I'm like, I, I am a dad at this point. Right. So because we've been sitting there so long, the, the, my two-year-old and my, my buddy's two-year-old were being held complacent by cell phone video when they were right. just watching it. And I'm like, well, you know, we could just cause a scene and and just leave and ask for the bill because we didn't want to be that awkward people that, like, order drinks. And then, so I'm like, I got this. And I just take the phone away from Elliot. And I'm like, he'll melt down in a little bit. <laughs> and um, so, But the problem was he, he did it, but he didn't do it as loud or as efficiently as we were hoping. So Rob had to take his son's phone. And then we're just like, wait, it's like a ticking time bomb myth. But – Elliot, the true showman that he is, lights, camera, action. The waiter comes over, and he just starts fucking wailing and uh, getting, causing a big scene. We're like, hey, man, thanks. Can you just bring us our checks, too? Because it's not going to work today. And he's like, oh, I get it. I get it. I'm like, thank God, because I want to go get some pizza down the street. <laughs> Dominoes. So, you know, some people – it's not like I pinched the kid, but I was de- debating about it to try to get out of this situation. <laughs> so
0: i like it were you able to like explore were you able to go hiking but what, what uh, so we, we were just
1: we were trying to like just kind of chill and just like hang out so we got a the, our cabin was in the mountains a little outside of downtown so we saturday we ended up like eating lunch downtown but then getting beers and just going and sit on the porch um we were going to try to go to a farm and then I like google farm whatever find this farm turns out it's like this industrial farmers market in Asheville. Hey kids, you gonna
0: see a kid uh, a cow get slaughtered?
1: Yeah, not, maybe not like that industrial, but it's just like it was way more of a farmer's market than a farm. We were kind of a little disappointed by that, but wrangling four adults and three kids in the minivan proved to be a little cumbersome at times and stress-inducing at others. So that's, that's what was I eventually said, Mike. Yeah, I just said fuck it. Let's grab beers and go back to the house. Yeah, that that absolutely sounds Which, like a terrible week. Also had, like, you know, kids trying to kill themselves by falling down hills and running into traffic, so. That's good. Yeah, you know, sometimes vacations aren't very vacation-y.
0: No, that's, that's what you find out as a, as a parent. You find out the vacations are even worse
1: than working sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I looked at Amanda and I said, maybe this is why I didn't go on a lot of vacations when I was a kid. Yeah, I, we, we did not. Like, the vacations
0: we did as a child – we would go like dad would have to go to different places to do conferences. So dad would be away from us the whole time. And mom would have to go solo, like taking care of Adrian and I. So, so we would Don't go to not. the Outer Banks during the summer. And then dad would be like, Hey, I got to go do shit. And mom's like, "Uh, <laughs> we can go to the Wright brother Memorial, I guess. Yikes. Cookie, what did you do this week?
2: You know, not much, man. It was a little bit uneventful until yesterday. I played full court basketball for the first time (laughs) since since COVID. And I realized that at my age, the tender age of 27, I need to stretch a lot more than I have been doing because my leg locked up the first time I got the ball. Like as soon as I got it and I tried to make a step, it just said, nope, (laughs) that's not happening today. Dude, it was – we won. I, like, I won – we won both games that we played, but, like, fuck, I, I couldn't run. I couldn't so run. You were
0: not the out MVP them. out of any of these. No.
2: I, I averaged uh, two points.
0: Uh, so so what you're telling me is we will be seeing a video of you getting crossed up on World Star in the next week and everybody saying, oh!
2: You, you will definitely see someone shoot a three-pointer from, like, half-court in my face, and I'm just like, well – I guess that's Michael all right. Here. Got him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shit, it was it was miserable, man. Okay, the last time I played pickup basketball was the saddest basketball game I've ever played. It was outside Aaron's old house, and it was no. me, Varnum, Tolbert, and Matt Palmer, and it was just a travesty. Okay. I'm, I was the best basketball player by far, and I'm terrible at basketball.
0: <laughs> Mike, you're also six foot four in a group of five eleven.
1: Yeah, and I was, we were playing two-on-two, two and I'm playing point guard because nobody else can dribble or do anything else.
0: No. I, I never played basketball growing up. I was always – I did karate. I did baseball. If you
1: Didn't... thought Aaron looked unathletic playing rugby, you should see him play yeah. basketball.
2: Here's, here's my hot take for you, Mike. Uh, give me your pecking order. What, what's, what's the hierarchy of uh, with you four?
1: Um, I mean, it was it was me. It was Palmer out of just pure athleticism and hustle. Um, I would give it to Tolbert then Aaron that's fucked up That's fucked up.
0: I mean like so here's the deal like i, I I've got heart not when it comes to basketball I was gassed. <laughs> it, basketball is is a lot more cardio than I was used to
1: yeah that's why that's why it's so sad like when I play pickup basketball at the wreck and stuff like i I'm not an offensive player I'm defense like i I'll, I'll cover somebody laterally all day like I, I'm quick and move i don't like playing in the paint but man when i got out there with those guys it was just it was atrocious yeah it probably you know you probably on your hobbled leg
2: would would beat all of them I, uh, okay i don't know man i i don't know if i'll beat palmer but i'll definitely beat Tilbert and aaron i will say that
0: so that's the next challenge for two yeah. on yeah. me bro <laughs> I have a two on two with zane as our
2: referee Dude, Zane might want to play, actually.
0: <laughs> Zane, I, actually, I would get Zane on my team. You That's can take that. Mike. I'll We're playing that. prison rules.
2: Oh, Longest so, yard rules?
0: No, no dribbling. <laughs> Full contact basketball.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: All right, so today we are once again. I I, I told Tolbert later on in the show, we'll talk about it. But next week, we are going to do the annual Halloween Havoc episode of $2 Steak, a professional wrestling podcast. I know we, we, we learned it last year that it's so much fun to talk about Halloween Havoc. It, it, there's so much – there's a wealth of joy and a wealth of, of just interesting things to talk about when it comes to Halloween Havoc. So we're going to have, once again, three more matches on Halloween Havoc. Yes,
2: Cookie. Oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put my hand up. That's my fault.
0: Oh well, thanks, Cookie. What what are you excited about the Halloween Havoc episode?
2: I am extremely excited about it, and I'm also wondering, isn't NXT having their Halloween Havoc as well? Yeah, fuck like
0: that. that. So anyways, like I was wondering
2: your opinion about that.
0: <laughs> I, and so here's the deal. They're just doing it as a way to kind of fuck Cody Rhodes out of having the name, you know? I know. Yeah, I know. And, cool. and it's fine. Like they own the name, like and but Halloween Havoc is different when wCW does it like it, it was such a fun thing now if they have, if they have the slim jim in the middle of like if they get slim Jim to present it next week they i
2: I'll, I'll be down they have the the, uh, the 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 wheel they brought the wheel back what they're doing to spin the wheel make they're a doing spin the wheel back yeah they bring that back
0: all right well, then I might end up watching it and actually enjoying it. There you go. So this week, we're once again doing some spoopy wrestlers. Uh, This one, not as spoopy as last week. Uh, We're still talking about fun, trying to get into the spirit of the season. And uh, let's talk about some wrestling. All right, for Mike... You have got Mil Muertes against Mantaza from Lucha Underground.
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, what, this is, I think, my my second Lucha Underground match. Yeah. Over 80 weeks. Mantaza. Um, Mantaza. And, Mantaza. Mild- and Mil Muertes. All right, <laughs> which one's which? Uh, Mil
0: Muertes is the guy, the, the huge, huge guy. The shirtless
1: guy. He's the shirtless, shirtless guy. shirtless guy, correct. All right. And then and Mantaza then... is Jeff Cobb in a hood. Ah, okay. I did not know that. See, that makes more sense. I, I wouldn't have said he looks taller than and a little bigger than Jeff Cobb.
0: Well, I, I don't think that he is very tall, but it is definitely Jeff Cobb. All right. Under a hood. All right. So this is Lucha
1: Underground on Tolbert and Cookies Day 420, 2016. Um, basically, I, I, without knowing too much of the background, you got these like devilish looking dudes that are going to be battling it out for something in Lucha Underground for right? the
0: Lucha Underground heavyweight title.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, these are two meat mountains of men. Um, so, Mill Murtis comes Murtis. out. He's, he's shirtless and he is yak like swole. I don't know. Um, I guess maybe not quite as big as Taz's boy in AEW, but. Cage? Yeah. He's pretty thick, though.
0: So, let me, let me tell you uh, it's. Cookie may remember it. Ricky Banderas.
2: Antonio Banderas?
0: Ricky Banderas. Oh. He, was, like, he came in, he had a little bit of a run in TNA. He had like a, a burn on his face and one eye. Oh, yeah. I remember that guy. Huge yeah. yak guy. Like, humongous yes. dude. Yeah. So that, that is Mel Muertes. Dude, that dude was and, massive. Yeah. Yes.
1: All right. And then we, we've, we've established that Mantaza is Jeff Cobb. Correct. Um, so Mel Muertes is in the ring. Jeff Cobb is in – or Mantaza is announcing that the guy coming out is holding some kind of key. They don't really know what it's for. Announcers say they don't even know what it's for. <laughs> but, man, Tazza looks like Jason from one of, like, Jason 9 or Jason 10. One like, of the crappier Jasons. Yeah, yeah. He's got, like, the mask with, like, the cutoff blue overalls. Anyway, this starts out like you would expect any Haas match. Like, they're just throwing haymakers, Stan Hansen style, in the middle of the ring. Um, we get a little bit of wrestling. Um, there was a spot about halfway into the match, it's not a long match, um, about halfway into the match where Mantaza gets tossed over the top rope and, and Mil Murnis does – he's about to do, like, the flying um, – what's it called when they dive out of the ring? A canhito, Conjero. Yeah. It's just when he dives through the rope. Suicide dive, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, a yeah. tope suicida. But it wasn't tope. It was a mid-rope suicida. Um, and I remember – do you remember when um, Zayn – Let's talk shit on Dave about doing that because he's like, brother, you're going to have to keep doing it if you do it. Right. And that's as soon, That's exactly what I thought about when Mil Muir just went through the middle <laughs> of the rope and hit Mantaza. Um, we get a little bit of – they both had come out with, like – so Mantaza comes out with, like, the the guy holding the key. So that's Muir, Dario. He was, like,
0: the,
1: the – correct me if I'm wrong, Cookie. Was he, like, the leader of,
0: like, the, the general manager?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, the, the GM of – whatever it was yeah that's kind of
0: like a vince mcmahon character but he's like more devilish
2: seemed
1: important mill muris had come out with just a typical valet i'm not really sure what she's doing she was hot yeah we get a little interference that girl eats a chair shot to the back yes like disgustingly stiff chair shot to the back might be the stiffest chair shot i've seen a chick take (laughs) particularly probably because jeff had no idea what he was doing underneath that mask he just (laughs) swung to the fences and smacked her square in the back um the match moves out of the the ring area into the crowd kind of i actually really liked this so lucha underground it's it's basically it's in a studio sound stage it looks like but it's the way the arena is set it comes down into the ring so they're climbing up it's lit very well for what they're trying to achieve i think production wise which is good i enjoyed it because the lighting is not that great on camera and i think it's supposed to be add to that kind of feel that underground right. feel to it um we do get a spotlight eventually to kind of clear some things up because they got up to the top of the the arena area and you couldn't see anything so I was i kind of like that style with the lucha underground um thing and we get a little bit more wrestling and we get they somehow get on top of an office that doesn't look like an office it <laughs> looks like just a a building in the middle of this ring for some reason but they're trying to explain that that's where somebody works out of probably the Dario guy i think yeah 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 cuz he was in he's important and um and they're, but they're, the other thing i liked is kind of how AEW does it and a little bit with New Japan where the ref doesn't immediately start the count out cuz you know they he was instructed to let it go and use his judgment blah 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 what i didn't like was he does this um what kind of move was it Aaron? I'm terrible at this.
0: I I just keep going. You don't remember the finish? finish. No, I just, I kind of remember the finish. I didn't watch yours as. as...
1: (sighs) No, this is like, I'm just terrible. I don't know even how to describe it. He grabs him and like makes him fall on his face. (laughs) The one guy guy grabs the other guy by the shoulder and falls backwards. And the other, the the one guy, you know, lands on his back. The other guy lands on his face. And, but they fall through the ceiling of this office. Right. And oh. the one thing I didn't like is like the referee didn't use his discretion, or maybe he did, and he immediately calls like a freaking like push. Like, it's a flatliner. A flatliner.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Cookie.
2: You're welcome, man. I
1: got you. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, good little Haas match. It's weird that it was in April. But I guess not, they weren't going for the, the spooky thing. They were just going for the...
0: So, Lucha Underground was really neat. They brought in a lot of Hollywood production. It was all done in California. And the way that they did it was... What, what's going on, Mike? Oh, that's going on. All right. Hey, Elliot! Elliot,
1: Elliot open the door
0: so lucha underground was very high high production very cinematic style professional wrestling um so they were able to use more supernatural characters in a way that was a little bit more uh special effects than than you would see cookie did you get to watch any of it like when when it was on
2: i did not honestly no um i caught it at the very end of it like when like John Morrison got there and right. he did his little run in there and stuff like did that. this air in America.
1: Yeah.
0: So Ricochet, it was on the L Ray network, which was a network that, that is owned by um, the guy that did the movie. Uh, not once upon a time. Yeah. Once upon a time in Mexico, like uh, Desperado. He did the movie. What's the one with the vampires in the, the bar? Dust
1: till dawn. Anyway. This is terrible. So it's some like obscure cable channel that millennials and Gen Z people don't have,
0: right? But or now kidding. they're all on Netflix, so you can watch it on Netflix. Lucha Underground's on
2: Netflix. Yes, it is. I did know that.
0: Yeah, so the, they're on Netflix now. It, it's really good. Like there's some a, a lot of really good wrestling. Vampiro, um, Ricochet is in it. Uh, just a lot of guys, as you see in AEW, Pinta is in it. So if you ever want to watch some good professional wrestling, it it may be a little bit more cinematic than some people's taste, but it is entertaining.
2: Is it better, uh, than that shit that used to come on MTV?
0: Wrestling Society X. Uh, I believe that Wrestling Society X paved the way for Lucha Underground, and I think there are some producers that have crossed over between the two. I definitely think Lucha Underground is a thousand times better okay. than Wrestling that's Society X.
2: That's, that's what I like to hear.
0: It's good. It, it's, it's not bad. Uh, Mike,
1: tell me about social media. Oh, social media. I, totally, I pulled a Tolbert. I said I was going to tweet out a bunch of shit, and I didn't. So there's me on Twitter. Um, you had a good tweet right? We're up to 303 (laughs) 303 followers. Aaron Aaron had a funny little tweet about Hangman and the gates of heaven. So uh,
0: this week I was looking at just random uh, memes and a Garfield, a picture of Garfield with a cowboy hat came across my feed and it made me laugh out loud. And it said, when I die, I may not go to heaven. I don't know if they let cowboys in. And I decided, one, I was going to make that a T-shirt. So I sent that to TeePublic and made a T-shirt that I'm going to wear from here on out with that on it. And two, I was going to tweet Adam Page with it. I said, dear Lord, please allow us, and the Adam Page, access to your pearly gates. Sincerely, $2 steak. Yeah, so I got to chuckle out of that. Um, it,
1: you know, we're up to 303. One of which is a sex bot, so we will assume that we will not maintain that follow.
0: (laughs) We will have 302 next week.
1: But overall, you know, positive showing on Twitter. Again, I'll I'll go ahead and say, normally you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at number two dollar stake underscore for fun wrestling witty content. Um, I didn't post anything this week. Aaron posted once. Tobert didn't post anything besides the art, and he still gained a follower, so he's up to 140. You know, he's, he's steady. He is like – He's going to catch up, man. It's a steam engine, I guess. Like, it's once it gets rolling, it's rolling. Now You know, hard to stop, I guess, and not very fast. But Toburn on Instagram is something to behold. Just like his basketball game. He,
2: he's just a steady, <laughs> steady steam engine.
1: Yeah, except Mike, some of you, his Instagram actually hits.
2: Mike, I'm or, curious. Did you, did you stop doing the follow-back Fridays and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, I stopped that a long time. I stopped that probably a year ago. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. You might want to get back on it, brother. Yeah. Do you oh, feel that man, you're better than it?
1: Do I feel that I'm better? No, I just don't have the time or care. I got a lot of things going on in my life, man. You were it's... on vacation this Friday. Yeah, so why would, I, why would I even get on Twitter? I was golfing. To get you away from that vacation that was miserable. It wasn't miserable. It was just busy. Look, I had some serene, like, five minutes each morning where I was just drinking coffee, staring at a mountain with a nice, cool, brisk... Air that was that was heavenly. And then you heard Elliot start screaming. And then um, yeah, then my son punches my youngest or pushes my friend's child to the ground and it's
2: just hectic. Mayhem.
0: Do you think that uh uh maybe we shouldn't have let Elliot watch so much wrestling when he was uh but an infant?
1: Again, I will say i have not really watched a lot of wrestling with my child. It was you and Tolbert that have watched a ton of wrestling apparently <laughs> with my child. <laughs> So I don't know. I think I hope it's it's just a phase he's in, but he um, he's definitely wild and doesn't listen when he. The de- problem is he got no naps. So, you get no nap, Elliot. And he's just a wild, wild thing. It's like it's like the demon for Finn Balor. Like you can't stop it. Oh, the Finn Balor demon, huh? So your child, you're
0: you're telling me that your child. I believe that this podcast has the possibility of being a sociological study of the effects of professional wrestling. Because we started this, he was, he was but a wee infant, and now we're, we're continuing this podcast through his growth. We're going to see real time how professional wrestling affects a young child's mind.
1: Yeah, as long as he doesn't murder me in my sleep, I'm Okay.
0: All right. Well, then he will continue to watch professional wrestling when Uncle Talbert and Uncle Varnum are around showing him the shit.
1: <laughs> Do you have any shit list? No hits, no shits. I was on vacation. Right.
0: Thank you, Big Mike. for the strong style we have got uh Neville uh, uh who wow. who is he against Hold wow. on. wow against the demon king
2: Finn Balor
0: oh my god you're such a loser
2: dude I you know it, I, I go into this see this is exactly why I go into why I love Finn Balor so much but anyway the demon the demon king Finn Balor against Adrian Neville <sighs> what a shitty, lazy, creative name Adrian Neville is.
0: What? That that. Is ne-
2: <laughs> he's
0: one of
1: the Neville brothers. He, he's <laughs>
2: he looks about as bad as he looks. He, exa- exactly. He looks like Frodo. He looks like he's a, a hobbit. hobbit.
1: Yeah, he's just a hobbit. But
0: he's a good wrestling hobbit.
2: He, yeah, he is. But Pac is a better name than Adrian Neville.
1: That's what what? I, I When Aaron told me that he used to wrestle in WWE, And I like went back and looked. I was like, "What the? (laughs) He is such a good heel, and like just has such a good look." And this is just not good.
2: It was not the move, man. Listen, I got a little. I got a little story for you guys. Adrian, the name Adrian. There was a kid in my high school who played football with me. He was, he was about as tall as Mike was, and a lot fatter and a lot blacker too. (laughs) It's okay. I can say that. Don't worry. I can say that. Anyway, this dude hated his name so much that he had everyone in school call him Big Earl. <laughs> Earl? Earl. Do you know how bad your name has to be for you to say, F- I don't want that name. Call me Earl. Fuck it. Did he just think it was, like, too white or not hard or what? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was one of those dudes that, like, he wore Jabol jeans and, like, or Jinko jeans, whatever the fuck those things are called. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the rhinestone shirts and shit like that. He was that kid.
0: We had a kid like that in my high school but he preferred his name to be
2: Tuffy. Oh, that's, uh, that might be even worse, man. Tuffy. I bet no one fucked with him either.
0: Uh, Tuffy came out to football practice once, never came back. He was not as Tuffy as we thought.
2: Oh, okay. So he wasn't like Derrick Brunson.
0: No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Derrick Brunson scared the shit out of me. He was a cheerleader that literally struck fear into the heart of me. And then he came out to football, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy.
2: See, exactly. Like, Earl struck fear into me because, like I said, he was just as tall as Mike, six foot five, and a lot blacker and a lot bigger, a wider. And if someone comes up to you that big and they say, My name's Adrian, I'm like, Come on now.
0: Come on. But so he you says, do My know. name's Earl. You what? do know my brother is named Adrian. <laughs>
2: No offense, no but your offense, brother's
1: <laughs> not a six foot five black man. Yes,
2: he's not. He's five foot eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not built like a trailer. That's what Earl was. Earl was <laughs> built like a trailer. Anyway, he's
0: built like a tiny house. Yes.
2: <laughs> anyway, he's going against my guy, the Demon King Finn Balor, and this is for the NXT number one contender. Uh, it's a number one contender tournament, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah, this is the end of it. This is the tournament finals, much like a G1. Um, okay. But this was like a single elimination tournament uh, that, that, that culminated at the takeover.
2: And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you gave me clips of the other matches because you see Tyler, uh, whatever his name is. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze gets fucking dusted. He looks horrible. But that Kenta match, Kenta and... Uh, you
0: mean Hideo Itami?
2: Yeah, it's a fucking horrible name too. But yes, Hideo Atami versus Finn Balor, that looked epic. Um, yeah,
0: it that was a fun time, man. NXT, this was this was early NXT. It was twenty fifteen, I believe. Yeah. And it was right uh like right around the time like a lot of good people were coming in. WWE was was kind of taking over the indie scene and kind of cherry picking all the good competitors. NXT was hot at the time, you know. Yeah. Like every time you watched it, you knew that one of these guys was going to become a, a universal or a world champion uh, in the future.
2: And you say that, Aaron. But my next point is the only one that has come out of NXT that has got that title is Finn Balor.
0: No, oh, the no, universal. That's, small,
2: that's just as small. That's that's as small as he is.
0: Seth Rollins got it. Kevin as small
2: as he, Aaron, my question is: Do you think that anyone who's five foot eleven and under will ever get the chance to take that belt? Uh, to the heights of Seth Rollins,
0: Daniel Bryan.
2: Besides him, <laughs> he got lucky. He had the work for that. Like Shawn Michaels. He's six foot, isn't he?
0: No, no, he is not. He is like Shawn Michaels is five foot ten.
2: Oh really?
1: With lifters in his shoes. Yeah, but Dude, Shawn Michaels was like twenty years ago. He's talking about now.
2: Yeah. Like well, Adam, Adam, Adam Cole. Okay. Will he do it? No. Probably not. Kenta didn't do it. Well, he, Kenta he
0: also like was not happy in America.
2: Dude, there's just so many people that come out of NXT. Pac, Adrian Neville, all of them. They're. They're bust in Vince McMahon's eyes, and I hate it because they put on some stellar matches in NXT.
0: Well, that's what happened with, with uh, FTR. When, when the Revival had those matches with American Alpha, then had it with uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, these were like the biggest things on the internet. Was, yep. One of those matches was rated number one WWE match of that year. Out yep. of all of WWE. Yeah. Out of SmackDown, out of Raw, out of NXT, it was the number one match of the year. And then they get on Raw, and they're shaving each other's back.
2: It does. <laughs> it's funny, yes, but, it, yeah, it just it kills the gimmick. It kills them, buries them. And that's what Vince does. He buries, he, he buries people that he doesn't feel like can carry the company, and that's what's sad. That is so so sad.
0: You know what else is sad? Finn Balor getting to the main roster and winning that championship. <laughs> Yeah. Grabbing that brass ring and then yeah. blowing out his shoulder that same night.
2: Yeah, that that did suck. And he also just, like, cracked his jaw, too. So I don't know how that's going to play out either. I know.
0: That was a good but match, though. So that was, anyways, uh, tell no. me about your
2: match. Let's start the countdown, Aaron.
0: Cookies, top 55, because he's going to be talking about this fucking match for the next two hours.
2: And you're going to listen to it, too, goddammit. Number one. Let's clarify something, and I wish Tolbert was here because I would love to hear his reaction to this. Your boy loves the demon character of Finn Balor because here comes the uh, unpopular opinion. He is my generation's sting. I said Uh, it. it. I said it. I said it. Think about it. He buys into the character. Okay. He's spoopy. Okay. But... What did our, what did my generation get? They got forty year old Sting. Uh huh. They got they got old Undertaker. Yeah. And they got the fucking Boogeyman. Okay. Like think about, like all of those people that they, they they bought into their characters. Yes, but they were fucking horrible, or they were over the mountain, all this other bullshit. Over the mountain? You mean over the hill? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't you, you know what?
0: Actually, Cookie, did you hear that? I just heard a glass shatter at Cape Fear uh, <laughs> Wine and Beer. And I hear somebody getting into their car and driving <laughs> to Charlotte to murder you right now.
2: Dude, all, all I'm saying is is that you guys got the Dungeon of Doom. You got Kevin Sullivan. You got all these guys who, like, really bought into their shit. And, like, they really carried it. And, like, they really, like, they thought they loved it. They, like, they bought into it, like I'm saying. And the only people that we really have is fucking Finn Balor, and that's really about it. That buys into <laughs> the spoopy, the spoopy, the spoopy characters one time. Bro, buy. you got Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is a drug addict. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what Jeff, the fuck, Cookie? Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is hurting right now. Like I feel his body right now hurting. That's how bad it looks when he wrestles. And I love Jeff Hardy, and I hate to say that. All right, well,
0: uh, th- this has now become a very controversial episode yeah. of State, a professional wrestling podcast.
2: Unpopular I would, opinion.
1: I would say, you know, they had The Fiend going for us, but then
2: they buried him
1: about a year ago.
2: Yeah, they've, yeah. they they've ruined that character. The only character that's really left as spoopy is the demon. He's 10-pack.
0: not even on anymore. He I know, that's what like I'm like saying. Year they they year don't even
2: have. use him. So that's like, really, that's the only thing that they have. They can still, like, bring him back. And he may be able to run with it, but who else is you like...
1: Know what, you know what killed the demon for me, Cookie? And I've never... I've, well, I've gotten to see like one or two demon things. It was when he came out as the demon against Baron Corbin. <laughs> and then he gets... And he, and then he gets a title match against Brock Lesnar. He just comes out as jolly old Finn.
2: Yeah, and then gets was,
1: that That literally squashed... I, I don't know. I didn't know anything about the demon. I didn't know anything about Finn Balor besides all yeah. this. And like that yeah. killed it for me.
2: Well, like... Think about all the characters that you see. They they all have the same gimmick. I'm the best. I'm better than you. They're all MJFs. MGF just does it better than everybody else, but right. they're all MJFs. The only one that's really unique, in my opinion, is my boy Finn Balor. Okay. All right. That is your opinion. All right. That's my opinion. All right. I can't wait to hear what Tolbert has to say about that next week.
0: Tolbert. Yeah. Tolbert is very sad right now. He he's got like a. He's got Google Alerts set up for Sting on his phone, and he just heard that, you know, some, something was being talked about of Sting.
2: Well, just wait until I get my opinion about Terry Funk going on next week. Yeah, what the fuck are you about to I'm say? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, let's go to the next one. Number two. All right, this may also be an unpopular opinion, but I'm a fan of the No Sell and kick spot. Aaron, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but in this match, Baylor does his, like, Pele kick. Yeah. And then Puck no-sells it and then hits them with a super kick. They both go down and then they both sell it.
0: Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Uh,
2: uh, Some people, Mike, uh, may think it's a little cheesy.
0: It
1: is. I like it when it it fits the the storytelling
2: in the match. Yeah. I thought it fit the storytelling of this match. It did.
1: I've not watched your match, Cookie, so I have no opinions on it.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. See, I was going under, going into this like Mike's gonna watch my match, and he's coming with some fire. So that's no, what no, no. This was... been
0: a real half-ass week of yeah. Of no, I never
1: really watch Cookies matches anyway because they're always twenty some minutes. I pull this video up on the porch, and it was like twenty four, and I was like, I don't have
2: time for this. My kids, yeah, but know, it was, was like pushing.
0: fifteen minutes of intro.
2: It was. You like, gotta watch it, the it, demon intro. It takes him at least ten minutes to get across the stage because he crawls the entire way.
0: Well, I expect everybody to be ready and willing. To talk about Halloween Havoc next week because that is that th- this is our WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I know I can't wait for next week. I hope you give me another match. The
0: another annual day. Halloween Havoc is 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 the biggest thing we do.
2: Yes, yes it is.
0: Well, other than 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 Zane putting people through tables at Christmas. So Halloween and Christmas are what I look forward to yearly on two dollar stake a pro wrestling podcast.
2: Number three. Dude, that coup de gras to the back of Pac's neck was nasty. Yeah. It was absolutely – like, how do you – you can't cover that up. Like, you can't – there's no you, – you can't, like, no-sell that or anything like that. He's literally just dropping all of his weight on the back of your neck. What Like, that's disgusting. Yes. I had to turn my head to that. Um, the same way you can't cover up from a guy running at you at about 50% pace and just kicking you through a guardrail. Like, a lot of his moves are just like – he's just going to – run as fast as he can at you and just use his body as a weapon. I,
0: I do like that the demon has a different move set than Finn Balor.
2: Yeah, I do. I do enjoy that as well. Finn Balor is, he's okay to watch, but the demon is what I kind of watch, look forward to watch.
0: Is This this is the first time I've given you a demon match on the podcast, right?
2: Exactly. That's, 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 you know, that's why I got his back, Aaron. All right. All right. Better than Sting, I said it. I said it.
0: Uh, and now Travis is on his way to come kill you.
2: No, I'm just kidding. He's not better than Sting. All right, let's go to the next one. one uh,
0: that number three?
2: Oh shit, my bad. Honorable mention. Sorry, my fault. My <laughs> fault. That's my fault. That's my fault. The pace of this match. Uh, this wasn't just a flippy, flippy flop match. It was, you know, I was prepared to drop the rating of this match if it was just going to be a bunch of flips. But they booked Pac like he is now they booked him to be that guy who's just going to keep you on the ground he's going to wrestle you and he's just you know he's just going to outwork you and that's what he did for the solid 10 minutes of the match Uh, and they just made each other look great what did you think about that aaron
0: i i I remember watching this match live and i knew that both of them were going to go on to big things they were both incredible workers um i remember talking so so casey a.k.a. Scott Dawson, was early on in his NXT career at this point. And I was texting with him. We had, Maybe we had met up or something, but he was like kind of talking to me about some of the people that that he was working with. Yeah. And I remember before I saw him on TV, he's like, dude, there's this guy coming out that named – whatever his name was at the time, Pac or, or, or Adrian, whatever his name was before. And he's like, you are going to be – this kid is incredible. He's one of the best workers I've ever seen. And I, I just remember watching this match and being completely sold on what both of these guys were were telling.
2: Oh, yeah, and the absolutely. future
0: of WWE at that point.
2: Yeah. And uh, like the storytelling was phenomenal. Uh, like I said, Pac worked the match for 10 minutes, and then they started to pick up the pace. Uh, Finn Balor came back. Uh, And that's when you saw a lot of the back and forth. I also liked a lot of the false finishes in the match. There was not too many. They were mainly used in the end. And they were used appropriately, and that's what I like about that. But also, dude, Finn Balor got dropped on the back of his neck. Did you see (laughs) when he almost broke his neck, for sure? It looked like he was not ready to take that German suplex.
0: Well, you know, I mean, shit happens.
2: Hey, man, all I'm saying is, is, like, we... We almost didn't get a main roster push for Finn Balor because he would have been on the IR.
0: And think about who who would cookie be saying is this generation sting if that happened?
2: Uh the Ascension. No, I'm just kidding. I'd have no clue. Oh my God. I got nothing. Yeah, no, I have no clue. But anyway, let's go to my very last one, number four. All right, number four. Uh bro, his running drop kick into the turnbuckle is one thing, but that coup de grace in the back uh, in the very end of the match. I would never take that move. Like, I'm behind Mike when he says that I, he does not like seeing that move. I hate seeing the coup de gras because he's just dropping once again all of his weight straight into like the sternum, ribs, the you know his all. Of, he's just he's dropping it all over your chest. That's it. And how do you cover up from that?
0: Ah, uh, very carefully. I I don't know how they do it. So.
2: I, I, I just yeah, I was just gonna say I don't know how you can pull that move off and not hurt yourself or hurt the other person. If that it's makes It's gonna sense. hurt. It, yeah, it's either way, it's just gonna hurt. Like I like you jumping on top of me, full force stomping my chest. No, nah, fuck
0: that. I'm also not a twink, so it would also be a little bit heavier.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that, well, yeah, that's true. But still, you know what I mean. He's still what, 150 pounds, is still is gonna hurt.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: But anyway,
0: of course, yeah. this match. Wait, wait. So, so what is the match rating between Adrian Neville and the demon twink Finn Balor?
2: Well, of course, it's going to be five cookies (laughs) and a Finn Balor and a golden cookie nomination. All of the awards to this match. It was, it was phenomenal. It's, it's, it's not the golden cookie, but it is a great match. And I'm glad I, I didn't get a chance to watch this match live or a lot of those matches live. So that this was actually my first NXT Finn Balor match.
0: I, I am very, uh, I, I, I don't regret giving you this match this week because I knew that th- we got to throw you a bone every once in a while. So uh, I appreciate that. I'm glad that you were able to watch a Demon King match. You were able to say Finn Balor has won.
2: I thank God because the last one he gave me, he fucking lost Aaron. So is
0: it, does this mean it's a six cookie match?
2: Yes, this is uh, the first official six cookie match, and of course it's going to go to my boy Finn Balor. Come on now! All right, all right. This generation sting. All right. Thank you guys. Aggressive take. Aggressive take. First hot take.
0: It is time for the high spot. Uh, we, we had to do it a little bit different today. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Tolbert had to go into work early, so I am recording this at a separate time. Same
3: place. Same place. Different time. Big Mike's in the mountains. Cookies. Cookies. Hi, somewhere. What Cookie's doing these days. It seems like every time we talk to him, it's some other new adventure. I,
0: I was talking to Jasmine. We went to uh, Durham yesterday, and Jasmine was like, uh, "So, what's Cookie doing besides getting COVID all over the place?" <laughs> for real. For real. <laughs> I'm like, he, he can He's like immune. Like, you know, he he had a. He had a very close proximity case and didn't get it and she's like, Yeah, I I, I do not believe that Cookie is immune. Those damn millennials.
3: So Tobert, uh, you have had an interesting week. It's what what what's good been week. going on? There's been a lot of work this week. Um you know, little little field maintenance at the rugby pitch. Nice, and how Big did that Mike, go? Pretty good. Laid laid down some new seed for the winter. <laughs> you planted your seed. <laughs> yes, planted <laughs> thousands of seeds. Oh, he planted <laughs> his seed. <laughs> um, and then uh, Big Mike's in the mountains. Oh, um, well, he's on the way back. He's now. on the way back now. So we watched his uh, his dog Opie, or, which is or, a very good boy.
0: Opie, uh, I have watched him before as well. He looks like uh, he looks
3: like Falcor.
0: Falcor from the Neverending <laughs> Story. Uh, he is a big, uh, lovable, friendly dragon.
3: He's uh, very big, good boy, but it's just he's just very big, and he flops all over the place, and I'm always tripping all over him. But we've had some good adventures, lots of walks. My dog Snuffy loves them They're buddies. Been hanging out. She's been kind of like showing him the ropes. <laughs> now he's staying at our house. It's if you kind sit of funny. right here, I guarantee you, <laughs> Katie is gonna give you some food. You will get a snack. You will get a snack. So
0: what? What? Uh, have you had any adventures? Or like oh, did, 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 you know
3: did what? You? I, I I knew I popped a bubble. Oh, last did night. you? Yeah. Um, I worked the door at cape fear last night
0: oh jesus christ
3: yeah luckily it was a slower night okay and and i i always bartend i never worked the door i've never worked the door before and why did
0: you have to work the door uh
3: my good friend and longtime doorman um had like a little ankle sprain little foot sprain and i was like hey man take the night off i'll work for you (laughs) you get some rest take it easy pal just take, take it easy for the night um Everything was going pretty smooth. Okay. It wasn't a very busy night downtown. Right. And I've always had much respect for him because, dude, you got to stand out there all night. You have to deal with all the... You deal with all the crazy shit, you know? Like me, I give you a drink and I can walk away from you and you go away. Right. The doorman has to stand there and just listen to everybody and, you know, you it, get to, it's, it's crazy. It, a lot of respect. Is,
0: there is a lot of crazies in downtown Wilmington and you have to like... Kind of think uh, what what crazy quotient do you want to meet yeah. inside your bar? Sure. Do you need to let all these people in? Uh, th- did you have any? Well,
3: no, everything went smoother last night. I did have these three very young guys walk up, right? All right, and I did the math in my head. You know, the date you have to be twenty one right. to come in, right? I'm like, all right, it's this date. Well, they come up. These guys are twenty one, right? Okay, uh, they were born in January, Jesus Christ, of ninety nine
0: oh my god well I, I was watching stone cold steve yes. austin kick ass that year and
3: I, I look at their ids and i do the math real quick i'm like get the fuck out of here you're 20 i'm thinking january 2021 right. i'm getting 20 and 21 mixed right. up, so i'm like you guys are fucking 20 beat it you're like no nah, dude like when i was that age if you know you got any slack about your id you immediately get pissed i always did
0: and you you probably also did the not do not dude, <laughs> nah, dude.
2: <laughs>
3: And so this ensues, and I have, like, a 10-minute, like, argument with these guys, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry, dudes. Come on.
2: <laughs> and they got so mad, I, uh, I was not they very good at so scholarly mad. studies. Yeah, and I
3: was like, sorry, guys, uh, my math was wrong. <laughs> I bought him a game of pool, you know, like, smoothed it over a little bit. But that's that's the only thing that happened, and I suppose if that's the worst thing that happened last night. You, know, you didn't, have good night. A, uh, didn't have to throw a to Nelson? Nope. No, i was ready to though
0: you were ready to put somebody in the master lock take them outside
3: but uh, sharpen my math skills got a new perspective
0: so next time we're we're gonna need to give you a calculator and we're gonna (laughs) need to give you uh you know some some like a small led screen of like wrestling performing those are also
3: the youngest people i've had to run in with at the bar i'm like you guys are like barely 21
0: bro Um, they're just ready to they had the
3: vertical they had the vertical ids too so you see that you're like get the fuck out of here
0: (laughs) so they have not updated their id yet, right and it's got the red box yeah and it
3: says under 21 you know until this you know whatever anyway
0: all right so we are talking about high spot this week yes Um, we are and we always like have you last so that it's a little weird we're recording you first this week tolbert i did a little bit more spoopy stuff um
3: It is October.
0: It is October. Next week, we will be doing our our now annual Halloween Havoc episode. uh, uh, uh. So, you know, we got to do something a little bit different this week. Tolbert, you have got a match with Alexander Lee, Mm -hmm. D.L. Hurst, Gangrel, who is not the spoopy person that I want to talk about in this match. We have the most evil housing, professional wrestler housing in the world dan house
3: yes we do yes we do so there, there's a lot of people in this match um i'm not really familiar with anybody except uh an aged gangrel. gangrel you know which <laughs> i haven't seen in many years uh but he does not look bad he looks very good i dare say he looks better now than he did in wwe 100% looks yeah. a lot better now <laughs> for sure for sure it's like, like bro why don't you put that gym time in back then <laughs> dude Jesus, look like a pale meatball with fangs.
0: <laughs> now he looks like a, a, a,
3: a an actual like yeah. beefed up wrestler. Yeah, right and, and, and but for a vampire, very nice tan for a vampire
0: and uh from california he's a
3: california not a lot of california
0: vampires
3: he's chilling he's getting barreled he's surfing he's smoking doobies (laughs) you you got to be careful when you smoke joints with those things though you don't want to puncture it you know (laughs) so you get a good draw i
0: can't get a good draw
3: (laughs) all right but the uh the match starts off we have alexander lee um, the bald, beautiful bastard, as he is announced, yeah. and with his manager Joy Eastman,
0: looked like a very independent wrestler. Yeah, very independent. It looks like
3: a road warrior took a shit. <laughs> 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 and then we have Alexander Lee, but he is ready to go. He's not a fan favorite. He's obviously the bad guy. He's the heel in this match, and he's showing a lot of disrespect. He yeah. gives Gangrel a finger right to the face. Uh, D.L. Hurst I think his name is he gives him a palm to the face
0: yeah a taller guy Uh, this guy's a little taller a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. Um, he's a big boy maybe not like he looks like somebody very early on in his independent wrestling career like if you put on like 20 more pounds 30 more pounds on that frame Mm -hmm. he would be like an NXT like prospect for sure
3: um then we have the fan favorite DL Hurst. He looks kind of like a a goth, well a more goth John Moxley kind of. I don't know. That's kind of vibe he's got, you know. Cool guy, uh cut off, you know, uh, denim vest, all in black. Uh crowd loves him though. Yeah. Yeah. Um then we have the Mr. Danhausen.
0: Danhausen. <laughs>
3: yeah, which Everyone loved, I have no idea who this guy was, until you just played some YouTube reels for me.
0: Yeah, so I have been watching, you know, I I try to keep up with the independent wrestling scene. And, you know, we don't have the best scene here in North Carolina, so we don't get all these big kind of, like, regional talents. And this guy has kind of been on my radar. I've seen a bunch of shirts with him on it. A lot Mm -hmm. of wrestling nerds have his shirt and I started looking into him. Uh, very interesting guy. What what would you say he, he looks like? What what is his are, are some of his distinguishing characteristics?
3: Well, um, he looks like he listens to a lot of Michael Graves-era misfits. I can see that,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, which are not as, which, right, not so as bad. At, at first glance, I'm like, oh, this guy is just like super mag- misfits fan, goth. And then you told me some of his backstory. He is a vampire, a right. vampire from the late 1800s right. that has been sent to this era. Right, from and, from
0: Montreal, Quebec, yeah. Canada.
3: And being sent to this area, he's immediately interested in all things pop culture yes, and uh, television and wrestling. And, he's, he's
0: a big Simpsons fan for yes, some reason. Yes, he,
3: he grabbed a hold of the Simpsons. Uh, there's a lot of Simpsons fans in the crowd, and uh, <laughs> speaking of wrestling nerds, there's a lot of wrestling nerds here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can we and, talk
0: about that, that crowd real quick? I, I want to kind of explain...
3: Look like a good crowd.
0: So professional wrestling fans come in a, a couple of sizes, a couple flavors. Yeah. There are the the redneck southern yep. wrestling fans that mm-hmm. aren't aren't maybe the the coolest. And then there's like this new breed of like hipster you've wrestling the, fans. You got the like
3: punk rock metal scene wrestling fans. And that's
0: kind of like it's like, like we, the
3: category I kind of fall into, yeah. you know what I mean? And it, it's people that are a little older now, they grew up with wrestling. But, but know, they also grew up, up French, on Gwar, yeah and exactly. they grew up
0: on like Misfits and and Fun and Stuff. And
3: a lot of these wrestlers have as well so some of their 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 personas are a little bit more punk rock and metal. So this you got a lot of back patches in the crowd, a lot of metal <laughs> yeah. shirts, you know. Um so it's a good it looks like a fun crowd. It did. It you did, did you did have two guys dressed as old school gangrel with, uh, <laughs> with they, the had, the
2: puffy they had shirt.
3: they had the puffy shirts they had the seinfeld pirate shirts they even had chalices of blood which mm. i don't know if they brought that in
0: I don't, I don't know as <laughs> a what? doorman would you i don't
3: know what the vfw allows <laughs> i don't know you know the guy that watches over the vfw is probably like oh god damn man, uh, what have vampires. i got myself into god man what these what's this generation come to <laughs> yeah but we are at the local vfw um pretty pretty cool little setup Great crowd. We get to uh, the showcase of the event, Mr. Gangrel, the California Vampire. And this is a four-way elimination match. There's every man for himself. There's going to have to be three pins to declare a winner. If you get pinned, you're eliminated. So D.L. Hurst starts off the match. He goes right in on Alexander Lee, and he delivers this brutal package Pal driver, which I've never really seen this move before. Yeah, it's like a double it looks underhook. brutal, double yeah. underhook pal driver. But he he gets some hops on it. He gets some air and just bam, uh, this stuns him. He's a pro though. He rolls out of the ring to avoid the pin. But this is when uh, things get a little tricky. Everyone's like, who's gonna take on this big motherfucker, Granger? Right. We have a little argument. You know, a little back and forth. Um, a little story development here about who's going to take him on. Well, Dan Housen says, hey, man, let's have some fun with this. Yeah. And he hits the music. He
0: hits the music in the middle of in the match? In the middle
3: of the match. He's on what? the apron. He what hits what the kind music. of music? It's a familiar tune. Okay. It is uh, Tequila. Oh. You know, the, the infamous Pee Wee Herman, uh, the dance scene. And, you know, he's familiarized himself with the pop culture. That's and right. obviously he watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. A,
0: amazing film, by the way. Great film. I love that movie. Great
3: film. Um, and he, he does the dance and everything. But this kind of, he uses his vampire man, mind-like powers to um, to hypnotize That's right. Alexander Lee as well. He starts doing the tequila dance with him. Now, he's out on the floor of the, and uh, Dan Allison's up on the apron doing the tequila dance. We think we're going to have a good time. I'm thinking he's going to... You know, this is going to turn into a dance party. Yeah. Well, no, he just boots Alexander Lee right in the face. Evil. Evil Housing. Evil Housing. He's got tricks up his sleeve. He seems like a nice guy, but you can't trust a vampire. He
0: seems like a nice guy.
3: <laughs> so he kicks him, and then, you know, uh, Hearst gets into action. He's dancing a little bit okay. as uh, Lee staggering around. Um,
0: so this four-way dance yeah. literally turns into a four-way dance.
3: Yes, except... Alexander Lee just gets booted in the face the whole time <laughs> by everybody <laughs> as everyone's dancing around. They all take a turn with a little hip swivel. Even Gangrel gets a big old boot to the face, and you see Gangrel bust out the little tequila. The dance. hands
0: to the front, yeah. the hands to the back.
3: Yeah, he was a little stiff, but you know I'll yeah, give him. It's, I'll it's give all it that a that working I'll out seven. Yeah, he's tight. <laughs> all right, so we get back to some wrestling. Hearst, through some trickery, is eliminated. Uh, then we have the f- infamous tooth spot from Dane Hansen. The which,
0: infamous tooth spot.
3: Yes, which this is what he's known for. He carries a jar of teeth with him.
0: He he collects people's yes.
3: teeth, and he's a little upset about how Alexander Lee's been acting in the ring. He's gonna go for this guy, so um, he gets him a little one-two. He actually. Takes his hand, he pulls your mouth open, you know, mm-hmm. via mm-hmm. fingers in your nose, and he pours this jar of teeth into your mouth. Kind of gross. And as you're stunned, he just kicks you right in the jaw. So spewing he knocks teeth out everywhere. your teeth, yes, too. To add to the collection. That's right. It, it's it's a cool little spot. The crowd loves it. I have to say, it the visual of it is pretty disgusting. So he, he goes for the pin, but in the process, Alexander Lee counteracts him with a low blow, eliminates Dan Housen. Oh, man. Poor guy. So, he's going to go watch some Simpsons. He's going to hop in the spruce moose and <laughs> fly <Hop in>. off. <laughs> <laughs> And then it just leaves our, our two opponents, which is Alexander Lee and Gangrel. Um, in, in the process, Gangrel has pulled a few moves against him. He's taken a few bumps from Lee. But this is all coming down to the end here. And... You see his manager try to interfere a little bit with yeah. a chalice of blood. He's like, "Hey, man, take this blood. You know, maybe that's the way to defeat a vampire. Mm-hmm. For blood versus blood. I, I don't know. You,
0: you feed him blood.
3: Well, Gangrel is a veteran of the business. He's he's wise to all this tomboyery. Um, and ends up giving the upper hand, spewing blood into the manager's face, which blinds him. He ends up punching his own guy, Alexander Lee, and Gangrel. Puts him away with the one, two, three. And uh, that's all she wrote, folks. You don't mess with Gangrel. You don't mess
0: with Dan Housen, You don't mess with Gangrel. No, you'll uh, get a
3: mouthful of teeth. That's right. But, uh, yeah, great night at the local VFW. I Little would have had spooky so much action. Fun. Yeah, that looked like a really fun show, actually. And this is uh, Limitless Wrestling yes. Yes. is the name of the promotion. Uh, but good stuff. YouTube some Dan Housen if you want to have a good time. He, it's hilarious. He, um,
0: he he may be an acquired taste, but I really
3: enjoy him. And you said he's kind of on the come up. He's a ring of honor now. Yeah, and there, doing there all was kinds a big
0: stuff. uh push to get him to be one of Cody Rhodes' competitors. Oh, wow for the uh US title. So maybe or, or the TNT title. Maybe down the line, Dan Housen will make
3: some appearances on uh, AEW. We'll see, but a, a very uh spoopy match. I enjoy the theme. That's right. One of my favorite times of year. And uh yeah, so I suppose I'll get to the haiku here. Let's hit the haiku. There's vamps at the post. Go get some garlic. No. Tequila will do.
0: Tequila. Thank you for listening to this show. All right, so we are wrapping it up. Next week, we're talking about it again. We are doing a Halloween Havoc episode. I'm excited about it. Yes, I know it's one, one of, of your my favorites, favorites, for sure. So we will have some matches. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some spoopy matches uh, performed by WCW. And uh, you know, as always, thank you for listening to Two Dollar Stake, a professional wrestling podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.